This is episode number 53. Uh, that's, a, that's a rod of episodes. It's very good to be uh, amazingly me right now because I'm host supreme. Or host a presidente for life. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But this is my podcast, so it's very good to be wonderful. Um, let me introduce some people who are my assistants on the show, so to speak. Well, we're, we're the co-hosts. Well, you're, yeah, but not as good, so that's like an assistant. This is Mr. Jordan Robot, the robot of Jordan. Hello, I am Jordan Robot, the robot of Jordan. He was made by Dr. Stella. I was made by Dr. Stella. And he's programmed to do whatever I want, because mostly to make me happy. I do make you happy. Yes, yes, you do. That's very good. <laughs> you are very good, Scapey. Yes, I am. Yes, that is also true. Um, Next up, I do have Rory Singer. Hello, yes. Hello, Scapey. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, as always. And as always, for the future, I hope as well. Well, we'll see. We'll see how good you are. Well, I'll be good. I'm, I'm, I'm very frequently good. Uh, one of the things I'm good at, actually, is extra historical studies, where I am able to, to look into other realities and see the way that things would turn out in other realities. And I definitely see that uh, realities are pretty much uniformly better when I am on the podcast. Well, that mathematically, correct me if I'm wrong, Rory, but most of the time your argument for extra history and uh, the other realities is mathematical in nature. And again, mathematically, that wouldn't be possible that all realities are better that way. Well, um, no, again, no, not, not mathematically, no, but, uh, you know, just the ones I'm, I'm looking at. But that means for everyone that you're looking at, there's another one that... Yeah, but I'm not looking at those, so... Uh, that other, other guy is Frank Allen. He's like, he's like the worst host. No, that's not true. Well, out of the four of us. No, also, that's, no, that's not true. I'm I'm probably the most professional and best host of all of the, the hosts here. You are not the best and most professional. No, you're not. No. Actually, Frank, no. See, that's right. 100% of the people say no. Uh, no, because I say yes. Yeah, but 100% of the other people. Well, that would make three out of four, which is not 100%. Yeah, 100% of those three out of the four. That's not how math works. That's that's how math works, Rory. Tell him. Well, that's... That, there are universes where that's how math works. No, there can't be. That doesn't make any sense. There's math. There's universes where three out of four is a hundred percent. Well, uh, I would say there must be on, on that universe. Four out of four would be one hundred and thirty-three point three three repeating percent. It's really not so much that math is different; it's more that they label things differently in that universe. I think. Then the substance is the same. It's just a labeling. That's nonsense. The point is, look, R- Rory, tell him a hundred percent is is of, would be four out of four. Well, traditionally, yes, but you know. Why, why are you? That's why you're gonna argue against 
what, 100 percent is? Well, it's, 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 these things are up for interpretation. Math is not up for interpret. You're, you're, you're supposed to know math. Your whole lifestyle is based on a quirk of nonsense math and a misunderstanding of math, if you ask me. But it's based on math, and now you're saying you don't even understand math. Well, I understand quite well. Okay, guys, this argument is boring. Frank, you want me to make Johnny Robot shut you up? No, I don't. No. No. Not again, no. All right, so let's get on with it. The first section of the show, as always, is a part of the show that every week that you come and say, Oh, watch, oh, watch, we're watching Frank Aaron. It's a, oh, watch, oh, watch, we're watching Frank Aaron. Did you see Frank Aaron the other day? He was right in the middle of a boat. And everybody said, what, 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 what? It's a, oh, watch, oh, watch, we're watching Frank Aaron, yeah. It's a, oh, watch, oh, watch, we're watching Frank Aaron, Aaron, oh, yeah. Um, there's only one problem with that, which is that we're done with that section. There's nothing to talk about anymore. Well... What do you mean? Well, again, again we, we talked about it last time. You know, the Alan Industries thing, it's, it's over. Frank works at a fast food restaurant. If, if anything new comes up in his life, I'm sure he'll mention it. But I don't think we need a segment of the show to deal with the ramifications of his life anymore. Yeah, but I, but I see. Well, if you if you want to have one, we can have one. I mean, that's 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 a fact. All right, so so Frank Allen, uh, what's new in Frank Allen world, I believe, is that they have a new menu item. Which... No, no, guys. Okay, I actually, I have a better idea, Skip. Oh, really? You have a better idea than me? You have a better idea than me. Yeah, no, I, but you'll like it. You'll like this idea, okay? Uh, here's what it is. Why don't we have you do another singing segment of the show? <laughs> yeah, but, oh, but here's the catch. To show off how good of a singer you are, why don't we do it so that you can sing... Uh, you, you kind of go over there, away from the microphones, and you could show how your voice, you know, carries off into the, 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 the ambience, how, 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 how it, it, like, billows around the room or something. Oh, that's a pretty good idea, Frank, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> that would be a much better section than a section about you. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. Yeah, so just go, yeah, go over there. Where? Right, right, over here? Do you think our viewers where I should go? No, that, that should be good. Okay, I'm just saying. What should I sing about? Uh, I don't know. Anything's fine. Uh, sing about, um, the, the delicious moist food. Rory, what are you doing? Frank, he's singing. You should not talk during his song. No, Rory, that's, this is what I'm talking about. Since when are you his toady and lackey? He, it's his podcast, Frank. What do you think I should do? Get kicked off the podcast? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I have nothing going on in my life. I need to stay on this podcast. You've got, you know, a business. You've got successful things. You, why don't you just tell him to, you know, take a flying leap and, you know, you can do what you need Frank, to do. I, I, I care about this podcast. It, it, it's a place where I can do extra historical studies and I can, you know, advertise my extra historical readings and things like that. I, 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 I really, I really didn't want to lose this part of my life. It's an important part of my life. But you've got other things in your life. What difference does it make? Frank, I just, I can't lose this, okay? I cannot lose this. This is something that is important to me. What the hell is wrong with you? Can you just leave it be? Why, why are you doing this to me? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, he's almost done now. Maybe I... Oh, yes, Very it was good. wonderful. That was amazing. Absolutely amazingly great. You really, really, really showed how wonderful you are, I think. Thank you both. Thank you, Elsa Robot. Thank you, all of you. Um, I think that sounded really good. And uh, maybe I should release it as a single. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a great idea. Were you, Frank, were you talking during my song? Because it looked like you were talking. No, no, I wasn't. I was I was trying to memorize the words, is what I was doing. Oh, really? Is that Jordan Robot? Was he talking or was he memorizing words? I was paying such rapt attention to you, Scaping, that I could not tell what Frank Allen was doing. Okay, well, worry. Was he talking or was he memorizing words? Well, I, 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 I couldn't. 
I, I'm just, I don't think he was, I, I don't think he was talking, so perhaps he was, you know, memorizing words, like he said, would be possible. Okay, Frank, well, then, then how did it go? Well, the chorus was the part I was focused on, which was, you know, moist food, moist food, yeah. All right, I guess, okay, I guess you were listening, so, okay, good. Now, uh, what we got next is a really amazing sh- show, okay, <laughs> but first, an episode of Guard Duty. Well, are you saying, but your dad made Guard Duty, you're not saying that's not amazing, right? No, I'm, okay, yeah, so, Guard Duty's amazing. Also, um, here's a Guard Duty with more interviews, trying to find new superheroes to be on Earth Guard, okay? Here you go. The Earth Guard. The planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations... They watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end, the Guard takes shifts monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of Guard Duty. This week... Dr. Fast and Voodoo Lady in Rocking the Boat. Wow. Hmm. I've never seen Captain Fantasy so upset. Or lucid. Come to think of it, I've never seen him upset at all before. Not not really. He killed a man. I remember the first time something I did resulted in death. It was years ago. I had a hold of the tortoise as I outrun a blast he'd set off. He punched me and wrenched himself out of my grip. He got caught directly in the path of the fire, roasted alive. Rationally, I knew it wasn't my fault, but emotionally, no man can control his emotions, no matter how smart. I blamed myself. The guilt was crushing. It threw me into a spiral of depression. I couldn't work. I couldn't fight crime. I couldn't relax. Only after I'd finally hit rock bottom could I begin climbing out of the pit of despair it sunk into. God, I'm so sorry, Irving. I had no idea. How long did it take you? Nearly five seconds. Five seconds? <laughs> That's nearly an eternity for me. Do you know how much I can accomplish in five seconds? I cured sleeping in 2.8. Besides, I'm a very rational man. I told you, it wasn't my fault. By that scale, the good captain should be over this in approximately 83 decades. Not only is he about as rational as a kick in the air, but this actually does appear to be his fault. I mean, I had no problem going down and supporting him in the investigation. He's a fellow guard member after all, but man, he squashed gas mask like a bug. He said he thought it was a caterpillar. Does he always drop one ton of coinage on caterpillars? Apparently he has a severe distaste for caterpillars. I mean, I know he's always had trouble distinguishing between the dream world and reality, but come on. This is too much. Yes, I agree. It is strange. His delusions usually have a clearer one-to-one correspondence. This could indicate that the illness is getting worse. Wait, delusions? Yes, this whole world of dreams. I mean, only he can see, hear, feel, smell, or taste it. It's likely not real at all. God, you're such a... I mean... I tend to disagree with that assessment. It doesn't feel right to just dismiss the entire thing because I can't see it. Science isn't everything, after all. You know what I mean? Yes, but I'm basing my opinion on an observable fact, and you're basing yours on a feeling, unsubstantial, unscientific. In addition, I am a doctor, having achieved over 16 separate doctoral degrees while you were a layperson. All told, I should say my opinion holds substantially more weight than yours, rationally speaking. I cannot believe you just... No. You know what? Fine. It's okay. I deserve that. Irving, look, this is hard for me to say, 
And I want you to know, I'm really and truly sorry. For what? <laughs> ah, hello there. You must be Dr. Rock. Yes, yes I am. Dr. Fast and Voodoo Lady, I presume. You're even more stunning in person than in photographs. Why, thank you. It's nice to meet a doctor who's also a gentleman. Please, make yourself comfortable. Thank you very much. I hope you don't mind. I brought a few personal effects with me. They make me feel a little more comfortable. Oh, um, sure. Thank you very much. There. I always feel much better in my robe and slippers. Do you mind if I smoke my pipe? I'm afraid regulations forbid smoking in the workplace due to the health hazards. What? Cancer? I should have the cure ready any day now. But at any rate, no, this is specially engineered, non-carcinogenic, calcium-rich tobacco. My own design. Do you mind? I guess not. Haven't you been working on curing cancer, Dr. Fast? I've been busy. Now, Doctor, we'd like to ask you a few questions about yourself, beginning with your name. It's something of a pet peeve of mine when people of superhuman abilities falsely utilize the title Doctor. Are you, in fact, a doctor? Of course. Originally awarded a doctorate in cellular biology at age 20, I have since gone on to earn an additional 47 degrees in everything from from anthropology to theoretical mathematics. 47. How many did you say you had, Irv? 16? Over 16. So that's, what, 17? Although, to be fair, for the vast majority of those, I didn't actually complete a program of studies. The universities would award them upon my completion of a dissertation that sufficiently demonstrated my knowledge. Ha! Dissertations. Dissertations are a dime a dozen. For example, there, I just wrote seven. Congratulations. Although I should say that quality matters a bit more than quantity, were I concerned with the number of dissertations I produced, I could have written many more. No, I focus on leaving a lasting impression on each field I touched upon, and have so far been imminently successful. No less than 34 of those fields have named research facilities after me. Surely you've heard of the Rock Institute of Rock? That was referring to you? Impressive. I may be wrong, but I think you would be the first member of the Earth Guard with an institute named after them. Isn't that right, Doctor? No, you forget the Stanton Institute in Cambridge, though that was named for a charitable monetary donation rather than a scientific discovery. For my own part, I output enough research on my own to match the discoveries of 43.6 research facilities. Amazing. Though I would draw your attention back to my early statement regarding quantity. <laughs> Slam! Yes, amusing. And do you also have a medical degree? Alas, I do not. Between all my PhDs, I have not yet found the time to break into the healthcare field. That is one place you have me beat. Being a licensed podiatrist as you are. You're a podiatrist? I do a lot of running. I've got this painful toenail. Think you could take a look? Speaking of running... Do you have any superhuman abilities, Doctor, or is your knowledge your only attribute of note? Yeah, do you turn into rocks, or throw rocks, or control rocks, or something? No, nothing like that. My name is Jonathan Rock, PhD, hence Dr. Rock. In regard to my abilities, while my intellect alone would make me invaluable to any organization, the Earth Guard included, it is not my only amazing ability, no. In my late 20s, I developed a serum which, having tested it upon my person, has changed the physical attributes of my body for all time. Somehow, while the chemical composition of my body remains the same, the durability of those compounds have been boosted to unheard of levels. My entire body is completely invulnerable to harm of any kind. So, in a way, you could say you're as hard as a rock. No, not really. In terms of actual hardness, my flesh is still as malleable as it was before. It just cannot be ruptured. And in terms of resilience, I am far superior than a rock, including diamond. Indeed, I have not been cut, bruised, aged, or otherwise damaged since that day. So while my physical strength is that of a normal man, when in a fight... Wait, hang on right there. Yes? Did you say... I'm sorry. Did you say that you have not aged at all since that day? Uh-uh. Correct. I look exactly as I did that fateful day 14 years ago. You... you've cured aging. <laughs> well, I'd hardly put it that way. I've... 
Let's say I've discovered the key to suspending aging indefinitely. Why? Where's the serum? Do you have more? Why hasn't it been mass-marketed to the public? Why haven't you stopped all aging? What is the formula? Doctor, doctor, please. I'm afraid I destroyed the formula. What? No, there are some things that man is not meant to know. Man's knowledge combined with eternal life makes him too close to a god. I would know. No one else should ever be burdened with the curse I have laid upon myself. What the hell is wrong with you, man? You call yourself a scientist? It isn't your place to decide what is or isn't mankind's place. No man may stand in the way of technology. You've got to give the formula to mankind and let us decide our own fate. Now tell me the formula. I'm afraid I can't do that. Not only can you, you must. All of mankind compels you. No, I can't. I actually cannot. Thanks to you. What what do you mean by that? Your memory alteration device? Some years ago you designed it. Something about time travel. I'm not sure of the details, but you published a theory behind it in high science. Upon realizing what I'd done to myself, I knew no one else should be burdened with the same fate. But I knew I couldn't keep the secret to myself. Then I remembered your device and- No. No! Ah. Uh, could you- Could you tell him I'm sorry about that? Sure, if you want. Do- Do you think that this will hurt my chances of getting into the guard? Not with me, it won't. Sound like he rocked. Did he? Right, he should he should have been like, I'm gonna rock, rock, rock over the rock. That's what rocking is about. It's like her. It rocks. Well, so I think it's a different kind of rock. What kind of rock could he have been besides rock and roll, baby? Like rocks, like a like a like a part of the earth rock. That's that's stupid. No, I don't think but alright. Let's let's keep going. Let's not keep going. Let's continue talking about the meaning of rock. The true meaning of rock, okay, is like, you gotta fear it. You gotta fear it inside your soul. It's like when Kiss is like jamming out. Was that a Kiss song? It didn't sound like a Kiss song, I know. Well, no, but it was better than a Kiss song, I think it was his point. He was he was saying it's like Kiss, but it's, you know, better. Yeah, it is better, because I, I was doing it, so, you know, yeah. But they have guitars, and I was, like, singing like a guitar, so it's similar to Kiss. And and you are dressed up like a cat, and they, some of them are dressed up like stuff. Yeah, so it's all similar. So what's the next part of the show? Uh, that, uh, uh never mind. No, what? No, I, I didn't want to. I didn't mean to intrude, so I, I, I shouldn't say anything. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's the next part of the show? It's Rory's part of the show. That's why he was gonna say, he was gonna say it was his part of the show. Frank, don't interrupt! I wasn't interrupting. You, you finished your sentence. There was a period at the end. Well, there was a question mark at the end. The point is the sentence was over. I didn't interrupt. Oh, uh, maybe I was saying a pregnant pause. Did you think of that? Maybe I was like, what's the next part of the show? That I'm gonna do. Oh, I already know the answer before I even finish the sentence. It's Roy's part of the show, period. That's not what you were gonna say. That is what he was going to say. How how do you know what he was gonna think? Scapey has installed a special cat telepathy radar dish on my head. I can pick up his thoughts. Yeah, actually, he can pick up my thoughts. That's how he knew I That is what I was gonna say. That's... I don't believe... 
I, I mean, I believe you have the radar dish. I can see it. But I don't believe that that's what he was going to say. I think that you probably are picking up his thoughts right now, thinking, lie for me, robot. Frank, that is a rude thing to say. Robot, zap him. What? I will zap him. Oh, God. What? Why would you? Do, what is What is that? Why did you do that? That is another new installation called the Frank Prod. It is for electrically prodding Frank. Well, maybe I, my name isn't Frank anymore. Your name is Frank. Everybody knows your name's Frank Allen, Frank Allen. Anyway, let's get to Rory's part of the show. Rory, go ahead, do your thing. Yes, uh, here is this day in history, and where are they now in history? Hello, my name is Roy Sinjin, and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On May 4th, 1979, Margaret Thatcher, leader of the Conservative Party, is sworn in as Britain's first female Prime Minister. The Oxford-educated chemist and lawyer was sworn in the day after the Conservatives won a 44-seat majority in general parliamentary elections. Let's listen. Sarah, I'm going to have an ice skating party to celebrate. Would you like to come with me? Of course, that sounds fantastic. The next day. Oh, this hot chocolate is lovely. I'll say. Oh, Sarah, let's go over to this part of the pond that no one's skating on. What a good idea. Ah! What a bad idea. Uh, Many since have questioned the wisdom of Margaret Thatcher ice skating in May. Had she tested the uh, thickness of the ice before ice skating upon it, she would have realized it wasn't frozen at all uh, and not have had the shortest term of any prime minister in all of Britain's history. This is This Day in History on WHRW, Abinghamton. But freeze right there. My name is Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History? I'm Caston Wack. While the country was still reeling from the death of Margaret Thatcher because she didn't check the ice again, remember, make sure you check the ice, a saviour swooped in and rescued the entire country from its despair, and that leader was Mr. Thomas Alva Edison. Yes, he arrived in his time machine, known to his closest friends as the Electro-Chrono-Transportinator, stepped out into the middle of Parliament and said, Worry not, I, Thomas Alva Edison, am here, for I, Thomas Alva Edison, hold your salvation in my very hands. What he held in his hands, of course, was a freeze ray that he gave out to all school children saying if you ever want to go ice skating make sure to check the ice thickness but even better freeze it yourself just make sure there's no you know children swimming in it at the time and then shoot the freeze ray at the water it will all freeze over very solidly and you can ice skate to your little heart's content england became the ice skating capital of the universe in fact and the influx of money from tourism did raise england back up to its place as the premier country of earth and thomas alva edison became its number one prime minister of all time hence the statue of him that towers over london to this very day my name is roy singen and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Rory, Thomas Alva Edison, is this because of the whole thing with your mother? No, it's, it's, no, I, I, it's, it's just what happened. You know, it's, it's just real life. Yeah, but are, I mean, is that because you, you invent these realities, you make them up, you know, basically. Uh, is that, I'm saying, is it related? No, 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 no. It isn't. It, no, it's nothing to do with it. Uh, escape it, please. Uh, continue with the show. Oh, okay, I will continue with the show. No, don't continue. I'm trying to talk to him about something. Well, don't talk to him about my podcast. It's my podcast. Uh, yeah, but... Oh, actually, but Skate, you know, I think, uh, cause speaking of which, speaking of your podcast, though, don't you think it's time for another another one of those songs that you sing over there? Really? You think I should do another one? Yeah, no, I because the first one, it went really well, I thought, and so go ahead and do another one. What should I sing about this time? Well, you could sing about checking that the ice is thick enough, like like in that day in history thing. Okay, sure. Okay, here I go. I'm, I'm over here, let's see. Okay, uh, ready? Ready?
Rory, is everything okay? I mean, are you still upset about the whole thing with your mother? Well, yes, of course I'm upset about that, Frank. My mother won't speak to me because she feels I broke up her marriage. But she didn't even have yet. The marriage didn't even happen, and it's my fault. It's not your fault. Edison was messing with you, clearly. But look, I have to try. There's nothing else I can do. Edison would have been my new father, and I need to make sure this happens. My mother won't even say a word to me, Frank. Do you know how painful that is? Well, no, of course, I'm sure that's painful. I'm sure it is. But there's no reason to, you know, become a whimpering simp, both in your show kissing his butt and also on this show kissing Skate's butt. It's like it's like you've lost all of your will. Maybe my will is just wanting to get the things that I want in life. Isn't isn't that a possibility to you? Don't you understand that sometimes there's things that don't revolve around you. They're just other people having their own personal lives. You know, I need to make my mother marry Thomas Harvey Edison. It's just the sort of thing that happens to people, okay? And yes, I'm trying to keep my podcast because if I'm on the podcast, I can use it to try to get in touch with Thomas also. Amazing escape here. Absolutely, very absolutely good. wonderful and amazing and perfectly done. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, that was, I think, also pretty good. And it's like we're recording for an album here, I think, is what's going on. Totally. Absolutely. It's going to be an album. Totally. It's not going to be an album. No, Johnny Robot, this time I think it is going to be an album. No, Scapey, unfortunately it cannot be an album because Frank Allen was talking during your performance. What? Frank Allen? I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You were. I have a recording. Listen. Show kissing his butt and also on this show kissing Scapey's butt. Frank Allen? That's terrible. How could you do that? No, look, I'm just, I, I, I don't think so. Ow! Frank Prod used. You don't need to use the Frank Prod on me. I think we do. Do it again. Ow! Come on! You want another one? No, I don't want another one. Well, then I think you owe me an apology, maybe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I talked. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, here's what you do, Frank. Introduce your part of the show, but make sure you say that I'm awesome three times. What? Hey, Frank Prod is waiting. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, coming up next is an awesome part of the show. Much like Scapey is awesome. Good, good. It's about uh, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, which is a pretty awesome holiday. Not quite as awesome as Scape is. No, no, not as awesome. But I will say that it is awesome of Scapey to let us play it. Uh, it's going to be a tractor fiction where we examine a tract and stuff. So that's awesome, like Scape. That's four times. That was bonus. <laughs> awesome. Here we go. Good evening, everybody. This is Frank Allen here on WHRW Binghamton. Um, we're, you're listening to Tractor Fiction, where we do a, uh, a tract. A, we talk about a religious tract by uh, Jack Chick, and then we uh, have a debate about it afterwards, uh, debating whether or not it's very valid, etc. And we learn things about uh, the universe and the nature of uh, things. Tonight we have a uh, Thanksgiving tract, um, because it is, of course, Thanksgiving, not Halloween. So... Uh, we're going to have a tract called The Missing Day, all about the holiday, called Thanksgiving, not called Turkey Day, in case any of you uh, were confused. All right, uh, enjoy The Missing Day. Once upon a time, at a Thanksgiving gathering just like the Thanksgiving gathering you'll be going to this year, a couple was preparing the turkey dinner for the entire family. The map is on the way, so how's dinner coming, Lucy? It'll be on time. I hope they will. Lucy needn't have worried. The family was there promptly and in rare form. I hate her cooking! Shut up, Martha. That's my aunt. My blood sugars, though. Fractal chaos balls! I'm gonna miss my football again! Anybody home? Who's at the door? That's Uncle Mortimer! Isn't he dead yet? Be nice! I've got some crack and PCP. How much you got? Happy Thanksgiving! 
Is that the same thing as Turkey Day? Of course, dummy. Hi, Uncle Mortimer. I'm so glad you came. Look at her buttering up that old geek. She only does it because he's rich. <laughs> Hungry Fang, you want to eat their goldfish? Oh, boy. You wanna? <laughs> I dare you. Huh? Oh, hey, Uncle Mort. What's Thanksgiving? We can't say Thanksgiving at my school. Oh, my. That's terrible. Lucy, may I tell everyone the Thanksgiving story? Of course, dear uncle. They'd love to hear it. Boink, Nicky, I'll miss my game. Shut it off. The old door's loaded. Dinner isn't ready yet, so our beloved Uncle Mortimer is going to tell us a story. Now shut up and listen. Please. It all started in England. There was a group of Christians called Puritans who wanted to worship God and reach the lost. They went to Holland to catch a boat to America. They caught a tiny boat called the Mayflower. 102 people were jammed inside. They lived off rat-infested food. They were dirty, cramped, and sick. The unspeakable nightmare lasted 65 days. The wind had blown them off course. They landed at Plymouth Rock, hungry, sick, and exhausted. No one was there to welcome them. But something watched them from behind the trees. Where they landed, there were no houses, no restaurants, nothing but rocks, trees, and wild animals. And a bad winter was coming. They were a mess. They built shelters to keep from freezing, but they were starving. Then God let them find corn that had been buried by the Indians. By winter's end, half the people were dead, and the survivors were sick. The pilgrims were doomed. They were low on rations and death was all around them. Those that could prayed to God for help. Just when it all seemed lost, someone stepped out from behind the trees that put them in shock. A kind Indian came out. He soon brought his friend Squanto, who spoke perfect English. Because of him, the Indians accepted the pilgrims. Howdy, pale face. Me here to help them. You... They taught them to fish and plant crops. By fall, they had an incredible harvest and invited the Indians to the first Thanksgiving dinner. The pilgrims praised God for letting them live. They honored and thanked God with all their hearts for bringing them to America. Wow, God really saved their necks, didn't he? Yes, Brad. They were in deep trouble, just like we are today. Trouble? You're nuts, old man. We've got it made. Mom, beer, and apple pie. We don't need nothing to save us. Why are we in trouble, Uncle Mortimer? Thanksgiving was once our most honored day, but today it's a joke. We're not thankful for anything, and this offends God. When any nation stops being thankful and forgets God, it's headed for judgment. The Bible says that. Look it up! The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Uncle Mortimer, stop. You're ruining our dinner. Let's eat, everybody. Shame on him. He's calling me wicked. Stop worrying and kiss me, my oh-so-homosexual lover. There's no God. That's because he's dead! I'm too mad to eat. <laughs> Am I wicked or just retarded? We all are, Brad. But Jesus took care of that. Who the hell is Jesus? I hate that name! Jesus is the only one who keeps your heart beating. He lets you live and breathe! Is Jesus God? Oh yes! He came to earth to keep you from going to hell! God himself died for you, Brad! Why? Because he loves you and knew no one else could save you! So God allowed himself to be tortured for your crimes! 
he was betrayed, spit upon, whipped, and finally nailed to a cross. He became a human sacrifice to save your soul. Everybody here will burn in hell when they die. They don't love God or thank you for anything. And they don't care about Jesus. I care, Uncle Mart. What did Jesus do? Well, tell me. Tell me, goddammit. Tell me. I need pills. Jesus did something only God could do. Jesus Christ, God's only son, shed his precious blood to pay for our sins. His body was put in a tomb. Satan's crowd partied for three days until... Did you hear what happened? Who didn't, stupid? No, it cannot be! Oh, baby, we're dead meat. Jesus is alive again! Jesus Christ, the light of the world, conquered death and the grave. He opened the door to heaven for you, Brad. If... You make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. I want Jesus. I need him. I want some more of it. I don't want to go to hell with you guys. How insulting. Let's pray. You're both crazy. I'm so ashamed of you two. I should never have invited you. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Stupid fools. Idiots! I'm saved! Woo! But why are they still treating me like this, Uncle Mort? Because there is no fear of God before their eyes, they're lost because the devil has blinded them. Yeah, big time. And we're not going to lose them. He's ruined that kid. I'll never get saved. Take (gasps) that, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lousy fanatics. I hate all of you now. You're sick, right, Snookums? Yes, darling. You don't have to thank God for anything. (laughs) We'll have a wonderful party in hell. However, shortly, when the entire family dies from food poisoning, they discover just how wrong they were. Under the friendly Welcome to Hell banner was a smaller sign reading, All parties cancelled due to fire. Did I make the wrong choice? You betcha! The only smart one in the whole bunch was the kid. Thank you, Jesus! I got nothing funny to add to that line, so I'll just leave it at that. All right, thank you very much. Uh, that's the end of the uh, tract, The Missing Day. Uh, we did that one especially for the Thanksgiving season, uh, because it's about Thanksgiving, as you could tell. Um, it was fairly obvious. I don't think I had to explain that to anybody. But let's talk to our debaters, as we always do. These debaters have been uh, preparing for months and weeks, a little bit of both, and uh, they really know their stuff. So, debater number one. How? Me Quanto. Travel many moon. Be here, Frank Allen. Well, I appreciate you being here, um, from from the tract as well, which mm. we always like to have. And, of course, debater number two. I'm the king of Thanksgiving! <laughs> well, the king of Thanksgiving. That's very coincidental, but I'm glad we got you. I know it was difficult to get you. Uh, now, let's see. As we all could tell, I'm sure this coin reminds us that, of course, Squanto says this tract is 100% true. Mm. And the king of Thanksgiving says that this tract is false in every way. Um, king of Thanksgiving, we always let the uh, attacking position go first, so why don't you tell us why this tract is not true? Well, first of all, Thanksgiving is a lie created by me to win money from you. (laughs) Wait, hold on. You just made Thanksgiving up completely? Yes, out of whole cloth, using the power of the media. So you're saying, okay, so wait, which part of the, the, the myth is not true? Well, you know that part about the Indians? Yes. Coming in to save the pilgrims? Yes. Let me tell you something. The pilgrims were already here. They've been here for 15 years, building parking lots and strip malls for you. For me personally or for just everybody in general? Well, one was for you, but you never showed up. 
Him oh. king, correct. White man been here long time. But you think he's wrong? How? I'm wrong, asking very. you. <laughs> How? How? Very is- wrong. White man come many moon fly cross sky like eagle fly many moon fly. The moon flies? The moon fly cross sky, pale okay. face. Okay, hold on, hold on now. You're saying, so, but wait. But, White uh, man come bring with smallpox and blankets to trade. Squanto, is- squanto people say, white man building mall on place where Indian dead lay in ground. We say, ha, white man foolish. Yes, we but, make curse. But what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? Has much to do with Thanksgiving. That's what you were thankful for? What? White man named Mall Turkey Pine. Turkey Pine? It's true. I actually did name one of the malls Turkey Pine because of this guy. He. So you, you actually, oh, you know each other. Oh, yeah. Mm. We well, have a relation that goes way back of bad business deals. Much shame in Squanto family, no king. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. So, but, okay, Squanto. Let me get this straight. Yes. Now, your broken English is very difficult to understand. Mm. But I think what you're saying is... No, actually, I have no idea what you're saying. Thanksgiving is real, and mm. it has to do with the Christian God? Many rivers flow through sky. Many fish lay in ground for spring. Now can you see why a business deal wouldn't work with this guy? I don't he can't s- get a sentence out of it. How could you negotiate a contract I, I, I you Jesus nailed to tree. Big oak tree Wait. nailed up to sky. Sun look down on Jesus Hold and on. say, you need sun hat. I think we actually have an expert on Indian no language translations. Jesus. Uh, oh. No, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's me. My name is um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Call, and I am a, an expert on Indian languages. Thank you for being here, Doctor. Can you tell us Thank what you. this man is talking about? Uh, well... First of all, he may have to tell me this in his own language because his, his English is too broken for me to understand. Uh, um, speak in the original, your original tongue. Speak in original tongue? Yes. Need to take out white man tongue to speak in natural tongue. Please do. Give me your tongue. Wait, my tongue is not your original tongue. No. Do, you, you, no speak out- Eng- you no speak my language. Now sound like Indian man, also Italian. Him no speak English good. Um, me take tongue of you, do you to have, speak me language. Ugh. I don't think I know what he's saying. Um, ho- hold on a minute. Um, uh, which which dialect do you speak? Give uh, me your tongue, or else you can't speak my language. May, How hard is it for you people to understand this? May, may Tuna uh. say say mom. Okay, now hold on. No? Uh, I'm uh, trying to get across to you people. Oh wait, hold on. You're speaking much better now. Because hey. apparently you not understand Squanto language. You don't understand any of the northern tongues, do you? Do I understand you? all things, like eagle, no mountain. Now give me your tongue. Ah, <laughs> oh, this again. All right. Well, let, no, hold. On. Let's hold off with the tongue I thing because we actually do have insulted. another expert here. Uh, here we here we go. Hi everybody. Hi. I'm the turkey. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. You're the turkey. Big bottom. I'm the turkey. turkey. When you say you're the turkey, um, do you mean you're like? Just a turkey or the turkey from the original Thanksgiving? The turkey from the, the tract. I'm the spirit of the eaten turkey from the tract. Oh, the You're a dead sp- turkey? Ah! Okay, well, what, um, from, when you say from the tract, do you mean the, the turkey that family ate or the turkey that the pilgrims ate? That the family ate. And what is it that you have to add to this debate? That this track is 100% true because I was indeed poisonous. Okay, um, that, well, that's, that does lend to their... Frank, Frank, <laughs> yes? I, I'd like to weigh in on this. Who's this? An expert on Plymouth Rock. 
Oh, you're Plymouth Rock. Yes. Okay. Um, and I just want to say this track is false. Oh, really? No pilgrims ever landed on me. You land on pilgrim? No, no pilgrims. Now, when you say they didn't land on you, do you mean like literally no, you never no saw No one has ever been to me. I'm lonely. You've, no one's ever been to Plymouth Rock? I put classified ads in the paper. No one answers. I'll come hang out with you, Plymouth Rock. That sounds good. Let's go. This debate between King of Thanksgiving and me, Squanto, not among experts. Well, let me ask you, King, um, King of Thanksgiving, why is it you didn't build a strip mall on Plymouth Rock? Have you heard that guy's voice? He'd annoy everybody. They don't want to leave. I suppose that's true. That hurts. Wait, wait, just a second here. Uh, by the way, my name is Dr. Peter Sahanich of the Rock Institute of Rock, and rocks cannot talk. Not only can rocks not talk, um, they do not get involved in relationships, they do not fill out classified ads, and if any function, if they serve any function as, at all, they uh, serve as landmarks to Indians, rock. other people of strange rock full of life. who can't talk. Rock full of life. Um, Too many things. May I interject my professional no. opinion that this man is not a Native American? I've been talking to him backstage oh. here, and he does not understand a word of any now, language hold on, I speak. Hold on. You now, deny here's... rule of improv. No denial. Always Rock accept. Speak. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, let me straighten this out. I actually have with me our, uh, our fact-checking sheets with our credentials of our... Now, according to this, Squanto... Now, I can understand your confusion, ma'am, because Squanto does appear to be... Uh, to the eye, white, and also, of course, he's dressed in uh, designer clothing. Mm, but my understanding is that he is one one hundredth Native American. Is this correct? So he does have his mm. credentials as a Native American. I have penny of North American heritage. Uh, one one hundredth. One one hundredth of his body is made up of Na Native American body. And, and Slim Jims. I think it was a. According to this, it's your liver. You had a mm. transplant. Squanto love Slim Jims, spicy meat. Okay. Uh, but Destroy as as, liver of Squanto, but Squanto happy nonetheless. According to, the, but as far as the rock like goes. Mighty hippo in African river. Squanto liver, big and gray. As far as the rock goes, though, I think Squanto was saying that the rocks do have spirits in some rock way. Rock-like hippo, big, gray, and loud. As far as I know, though, this this man who uh, claims to be Plymouth Rock, I believe is just, um, uh, I believe is a vice president from the Plymouth Rock Tourism Agency. Point as, of debate as, is well, this. He's a well, fraud. He's wearing, well, he's wearing the Plymouth Rock outfit. I am Plymouth Rock. And as for spirits, the Indians kept all the spirits to themselves. They would never share it with me. It's very rude. Exactly. You are a tourism professional. You're trying to defraud us all into building mm. shopping malls and if Squanto uh, may interject. Okay, Squanto, yes, let's go back to you. This debate turning into silly. No longer about Jesus and Thanksgiving. King, what have you say about Jesus and Thanksgiving? Yeah, let's go back to the Jesus factor. Jesus is a sales ploy. See? I created Jesus so that people would, you know, want to come and be thankful and buy presents and gifts. Wait, this so leads right into that time of year you call Christmas. Because right as here. I am the king of Thanksgiving, so is my best friend Santa Claus. So you, <laughs> you created Jesus as an aspect of your turkey-selling ploys. Well, created is, is maybe not the right word as so much as manipulated the idea of Jebus. I, I'm sorry, Jesus, into something a little more, I don't know, family-friendly. We took him off the cross. We put him in a turkey costume. Yeah. We set him outside the mall next to Plymouth Rock. People come in. They love to see the Jesus. Mm. Might I add that he has a good point. Remember, without Thanksgiving, we couldn't have Black Friday, and we could not have lots and lots of toy sales. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, Thanksgiving does uh, kind of mark this the track. Sales. True though. Oh, oh the Thanksgiving lead Hello. to hell. Hello. Need Jesus. Yes. Hi. Mm, small Hi. pale face. I, you're all wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Because Turkey Day is my birthday, and that's what it's all about. Mmm, Squanto likes okay, small white on. girl. I, here's the part I don't understand. Your, Turkey Day is your birthday? Yes, my name is Devin Lowig, and I'm eight, and Turkey Day is my birthday. Your birthday's on a different day every year? Um, no, it's always Turkey Day is my birthday. But Turkey Day is on a different... And they have the parade, and all the big balloons for me, and I love it. Um, and I get gifts. And cake. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and turkey. Miss, actually, yes? I'm sorry. We actually have an expert on what? on your birthday. We it's do? it's your father. Uh, he's got a message for you. Oh, what, Daddy? What? Um, honey. Yeah, Daddy. I want chocolate cake for adopted. turkey day. What? <laughs> you were never really born. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm afraid. You born like snake born out of egg. No family. Just born. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss. Uh, yeah, we have it here on the on the records that uh, you you weren't actually born on Thanksgiving. This debate confused Squanto. Wait, darling. Yeah, yeah. Devin, dear, this is your mother. Okay. Your birthday's in January, darling. No, it's not. Listen, listen. We made your birthday on Thanksgiving because you didn't understand why we had turkey, and you used to throw fits. What? What? So we told you it was your birthday every year, but it really isn't. Oh, you're still adopted. What about all the balloons that they have on I, the TV I for them my so, birthday? Listen, honey, I bought them so that you'd stop hitting mommy. <laughs> Squanto very confused. Okay, okay. Squanto oh. head hurt. I'm sorry, little girl. Uh, sorry about that, Squanto. I do apologize. They they asked Squanto me. Squanto get tribe to clear room with big war. Party. They asked they asked me to have her on the show so they could break that news to her. Uh, and I agree. They <laughs> they owe, white I, people white face make. Squanto head hurt. Confusing people. Okay, but this Squanto. is the big question, Squanto. This is the mm. big question for Squanto you. Squanto say yes. Do, oh, oh, well. What okay. question? The big question was, so you believe in Jesus then? Oh, Squanto not listen to full question. Squanto prematurely say yes. So you don't believe in Jesus? Like bird prematurely fly out of nest. And all right, all right. Around. I'm sorry I got to interrupt right here. I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. See, that's the thing. Indians don't really exist. Just oh. like Thanksgiving. You made up Indians too? I didn't really. Okay. I made up American Indians. Oh, okay. I took a bunch of real Indians from India. I put some feathers in their hats. Sent them out there to say, hey, Thanksgiving's real. We buy turkeys. So and guess the who's bringing in the fat cash? So now the secret is out. I guess it is true. I am not as Quanto anymore. Ha! I knew it! It's true! I'll my tell you it's true. I've been alone for thousands and thousands of years. My I just want some love! My real okay, name is um, Chabad Mahanakhani Nasnan, and I am sorry to have wasted all of your time here. I don't believe in right. Jesus. don't believe in Thanksgiving. Wait, Only hold on. believe in mongooses and elephants. Wait, wait, hold on now. You're just... Okay, well, hold on. That's interesting. Oh, wait, that is Middle Eastern. I am more South, South Asian. Right. We, we've got to we've got to start bringing this in, unfortunately. So, uh, King, King of Thanksgiving, uh, let's have your uh, your closing arguments as if they're necessary at this point. But let's hear them anyway. Well, I'm a big winner, and you're all losers because I got a bank account that would make your head spin so far off your head it'd go into orbit like some sort of moon, except smaller because it's a head. Okay, question. This is Wait, okay for? Uh, for um the King of Thanksgiving. So this, so this is yeah. all, yes, Doctor Rock of the Rock and Rock. Yes, I'm. It's Doctor Sahanich to you. Anyway, um, I mean, I, I do have a BA in marketing, though I am a rock specialist. 
Yes. And a rock star. However, um, is this all just a giant, concerted, yet convoluted marketing campaign, Thanksgiving? Convoluted? Son, it makes the most sense in the world. Everybody believes in it. I just had to send out some flyers. And let me tell you how you can make some money easily. Using the power of mail. Mail. All right, uh, Squanto, uh, now I need to have your closing arguments as well. Mm. Uh, Or former Squanto, whatever you are. Squanto like original voice better. Can't remember what name changed to. Go back to Squanto. It's easier. Like trout in mighty lake of dishwashing detergent. Jesus rise from dead and celebrate day. Those who do not eat turkey with family and watch Detroit Lions lose again, go to hell. Those who watch Dallas-Miami game in freakish snowstorm in Dallas at 4.50 a.m., I mean 4.50 p.m., they are the blessed ones. I saw that game 10 years ago. Really good game. Snowstorm in Texas. Thanksgiving. Mmm. Wampum. All right. Uh, speaking of wampum, I've got my, my coin here, and uh, I'll tell you who actually won the debate. You know, it's very funny. <laughs> Because, uh, King of Thanksgiving, you seem like such a knowledgeable expert, and yet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Squanto's metaphysics really dazzled me. I think he won. What? My whole life is a lie! Like mighty oak and elk riding cross freeway. Apparently, the, the Lord Squanto works... correct and true. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and apparently you thought you were creating Thanksgiving, but really, you were just putting in right place Thanksgiving that already existed. Please still give me your money? Uh, you can still have... Uh, well, you can get the co- you get the, the home copy of our game, Tractor Fiction, the home game. All right. Um, thank you all for listening to Tractor Fiction. I hope you enjoy this Turkey Day. Uh, rather, Thanksgiving, which is not Turkey Day. Because it's a totally, totally real holiday. Thank you, and bye-bye. That episode of Tractor Fiction featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Anna Call, Scott Finbo, Dylan Lanehart, Ryan Laranger, Lynn Nelson, Lisa Pantuso, Samuel Thomason, Jacob Thompson, Brett Tribe, Elijah Weberhan, Devin White, and Jordan D. White. Thank you, Rory. Thank you, Rory. That was very good. Uh, I, I noticed something weird during that, which was that there was a doctor of the Rock Institute of Rock in that, and there was also a doctor Rock in, in the first one. I think he said something about the Rock Institute of Rock as well. I mean, is that weird? That's a pretty weird coincidence, isn't it? Well, yeah, that is a little bit of a weird coincidence. Um, I, I mean, no bit. I mean, it's rock. There's a lot of rocks in the world, so it makes sense that there would be a lot of Dr. Rocks. Of the Rock Institute of Rock? Maybe. There's actually a universe, Scapey, where every single person is named Dr. Rock of the Rock Institute of Rock. That's what they call their homes on that web. Oh, see, see, it's not that big of a deal. I guess. Anyway, it's time for my part of the show, which is the best part of the show. It is called Scrapey Stories, where I tell a story to somebody, which is always a very scary story, and... Uh, let's listen to it. Who, well, who's the guest this time? Oh, it's, it's uh, a doctor of some sort. Okay. Scrapey Stories. From a cat and a dog. Hello, and welcome to Scrapey Stories, where I tell scary stories to people. This time, I have a guest whose name is, um, oh, well... 
What is your name, guest? Hello, Scapey. This is Dr. Eleanor Rock of the Rock Institute of Rock. Thank you for listening to my story today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I could be here to clear up all of the confusion about the various Dr. Rocks that have been on the show. Mm, I didn't... I didn't notice. Well, earlier in the show, there was a Dr. Rock mentioned on one of the shows, and later there was a, a an Institute of Rock, whose name I believe was the Rock Institute of Rock, uh, which actually exists in London, and I am a professor there, and so I'm glad to be able to clear up that confusion. I wasn't confused. I didn't even notice. Well, that may be the case, but I believe that some of the listeners might be a little confused. Okay. Anyway, do you know how this works? Basically, I tell you a story and you're like, yes, I heard the story, basically. It sounds thrilling. All right, I'm going to start then. Go right ahead. This week's story is called The Interlopers by Saki. All right, once upon a time, right, there was this guy... Uh, he was in a forest. He had a gun, okay? Because guess what? He was hunting, okay? But he wasn't hunting for, like, animals. He was hunting a person. Uh, so, like, his name was Ulrich von Gradwitz, okay? And he was like, this is my, hey, this is my forest, so I get to hunt here. Basically, well, there was this, like I said, graduates, right? He, he was like the head of the family, and their family owned this land where you could hide for stuff, okay? Uh, but, like a long ass time ago, there was like a dispute where people were like, no, that's our land. And he was like, no, it's not him, but his family was like, no, it's our land. And the, the graduates peoples won, okay? But the other people were like, not really, we don't believe it. So, they continue to insist it's their land. It sounds like something that could easily have been solved by a battle of the bands. Well, they, I mean, it's like there's a battle kind of going on. What do you mean? You know, one band gets up and plays a rockin' song, and then the next band gets up and plays a rockinger song, and then people vote, and somebody wins. Well, the rockinger song wins, duh. So why don't they settle it this way? Well, it's already decided. The rockinger band. But you said they were still battling. They're not playing rock music. They're hunting stuff. And I'm suggesting that they should play rock music instead. Well, look. This is about their hunting at this moment, so maybe in the future, okay? But for now, he's hunting. So so he's like, uh, Ulrich von Gradwitz, okay, he's like hunting, and he's like, okay, I know that this other guy named George Znaeum, okay, his family is sneaking in tonight to try to do secret hunting in my property. So I, that's why I'm here with this gun, to shoot him. And so it's like windy. And it's like a little cold, but he's like, I'm gonna shoot him. So, uh, he's thinking about it. He's like, yeah, this is gonna be intense. Oh, he had, cause he was there with a bunch of people, but he had gone off on his own because he was like, I wanna, I wanna find them and I'm gonna shoot them. And he was thinking to himself, like, oh, dude, imagine if George Zidane was right here right now. You know what I would do? Hmm. Kill him. Cause nobody would be around and nobody could stop me. And I would just be like, oh, you know, hmm. That's what happened. And so he was thinking about that. And then so he walked around a tree and all of a sudden, uh, guess what? What? There he was. He was right face to face with the guy. Oh, snap. Well, 
Basically, yeah. So, they were, like, standing there, staring at each other, like, oh, oh. And they both had guns, and they both were, like, looking at each other, going, like, oh, 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 oh. But, you know, they're both, like, people. So, they didn't, like, immediately just go, oh, shoot, and shoot. They were, like, thinking about it, because they had to, like, build it up. You know, they had to be like, all right, I'm going to shoot this guy now. Here we go, here we go. Because they're, like, civilized, okay? And so, uh, but... What happened is, before either of them shot the other one, the wind, like, picked up a little bit more. And there was, a, like, a mighty crack, and the big tree fell over on both of them. Okay? I've seen it happen before, when you're using an amplifier that amplifies too much, and it can create a wind that kills people. Well, it didn't kill them. I didn't say it killed them. But it, the tree cracked and fell over. It sounds terrifying. It was. What happened was basically Eric Van Gragwitz, okay, was like, oh, that hurts. And he was pinned. He was pinned under the tree. His legs were trapped. And he was like, oh, my, my arm is pinned underneath me. I can't move it. And my other arm is, like, tangled in the tree branches. Oh, no. Oh, oh. And, and he had, like, his face got cut. And he had blood dripping in his eyes. And he was like, brink, 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 brink. Get the blood out of my eyes. Brink, brink. And so when he blinked the bread out of his eyes, he could see, and he looked, and right next to him, also struggling, was George's name, also pinned, and also can't move at all. And he's got blood all over his face, he's like, but he was, like, so close by that if he wasn't, like, pinned, he could have, like, you know, touched him if he wanted. So Ulrich was like, oh, sweet Jesus, damn it, oh. Craziness, bah, friggin' friggin' friggin'. I'm alive, great, but uh, sucks. And when he heard that, George was like, oh, oh uh, I can't see you, but I guess you're still alive, eh? You're trapped under a tree on your own land, huh? <laughs> but he was also trapped, was he not? Yeah, that's what, that's what Eric was like. He was like, yeah, but at least it's my land, and you're trapped under somebody else's land, so meh, meh, meh. So people are going to be like, oh, that guy was trapped under a tree while he was breaking the yard. So he's a jerk. Because what happen is, my, my people will come and find us, and they will be like, uh, arrest this guy, or whatever, you know. Then George was like, yeah, but... Are you sure that your people are going to find us? Because maybe my people will find us. Did you know? And when they do, they might be like, hey, let's move this tree off George. But, oh, we accidentally dropped it on Ulrich, squished dead. And then I will send your family, like, some flowers to be like, oh, it's too bad it's dead. And Ulrich was like, well, that's a good idea. Uh, because when my people find us, maybe we would drop a tree on you. But we won't send condolences because we'll be like, oh, he's died a criminal, so hmm, whatever. And George is like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're going to kill each other right now. So tonight we're going to finish it with no interlopers to ruin everything. Like, they always do, those interlopers. So, uh, you just damn you. And, and Eric was like, yeah, well, damn you, so. Hmm. I'm telling you, if only they'd had guitars, they could have battled this out once and for all on the stage. They're not on a stage, and their arms are pinned, so they couldn't play the guitars. I had a student who once played a guitar with his feet. Their feet are pinned! They're pinned! You know pinned? No, I can't say I've ever been pinned. It's like, okay... 
Imagine you were a cat, okay? I suppose. And then imagine there's, like, a fatter cat, and that fatter cat just, like, jumps on top of you and holds you down. This sounds semi-autobiographical. So it happened to you already. I meant for you. No, look, no. I'm saying if you if that happened, you can't play the guitar, can you? Not with cat paws. Yeah, but, but if it was a fat person, okay? Just continue. So they're, okay, so they're both... Under the tree, both pinned, and they're both like, I'm going to kill you. Why do my friends show up? But here's the thing. Even though they were both like talking junk, right? They were both like, hey, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. They really both know that it's like 50-50. They don't, it's, there's no, there's no guarantees it's going to be one of them or the other. It's like totally up in the air. It could be either one of them gets killed. So they're both just kind of sitting there ruminating about it, I think, right? Just like, hmm. Hmm, I hope I don't get killed today. <laughs> and Ulrich is like wiggling his arm a little bit, just kind of getting his arm out. And eventually he gets one of his arms free and he reaches into his coat and he gets his little bit of wine. And he's like, I'm going to have some wine. And he drinks a little bit of wine and he's like, oh, it's good. Oh. And he looks over at George and he's like, that guy's, that guy's in pain. It sucks. I know what pain is like because I'm also in pain. Like, right this very minute, I'm in like a lot of pain. So I feel bad. Bad for him. Why don't I offer him some wine? So he's like, hey, George, uh, I've got some wine. Do you want to drink it? Uh, if I threw it over to you, would you be able to drink it? And George is like, no, because I'm pinned, but also, shut up, you're a jerk, and I don't want jerk wine. And Eric's like, all right, fine, I'll drink the wine. So then Eric is just kind of sitting there, kind of like resting and hoping that his people come. But he's like, you know, this is all kind of silly, maybe. Like, that guy is hurting. Maybe I should be nice to him. Why were you always fighting? I don't even get it. So he's like, hey, George, uh, here's the thing. You said you're going to have your people kill me. All right, fine. That's cool. But I'll tell you what. This is silly. There's no reason for us to fight. If my people come, I'll be like, help him out. Help him out first. And then I'll say, this guy is a guest on my property. And I'll say, why don't we just be friends, okay? Why do we need to fight about stupid hunting grounds? Why don't we just, you know, just be friends? And George is like, really quiet for a minute. And then he's like, hmm. Can you imagine how crazy that would be if we were friends? Like, everybody would be like, what? Because they would be like, well, I can't believe that they're friends. That's like insane. That's totally crazy. And then, like, you could come over my house to sleep over. And, like, I could come over and eat dinner with you sometimes. And you could have... I would only hunt here if you would bring me over as your friend, okay? And then I would be like, hey, do you want to come hunt some birds with me on my land? And we could all be, like, buddies. It would be good. Because, basically, like, nobody could stop us if we just went made peace. There would be no interlopers to be, like getting in the way. It would just be like, we're friends now, so there we are. So then they were both kind of just sitting there going like, hmm, yeah, that's pretty good. We're just going to be friends. And they were both kind of, both still kind of going, I hope my people get here first. But then, but now they were thinking, I hope my people get there first so I can be like the first to be super friendly. So I could be like, hey, help that guy. He's my friend. To be like showing off how nice they are. And so then the wind died down for a minute and one of them was like, hey, wait, uh, it's real quieter. 
well, why don't we yell to see if anybody hears us? And the other one's like, yeah, okay. And they're both like, yay! Help us, help us, help us! And they didn't hear anything, but they're like, let's try again. Somebody should have taught them to use their diaphragm when yelling. Yeah, it's probably pinned, because everything is pinned. But Oryx like, I think I hear something. And George is like, I didn't hear nothing. You know what would be poetic justice? What? If it was a bear that came to eat them. Well, what are you trying to do? I'm just saying, if I were writing this song, they'd get eaten by a bear. This isn't a song. This is a story. I wasn't singing it. I sing a lot, but I'm not singing right now. Do you not know? Many songs are also stories. But I'm not singing. All right, get on with the talking then. All right, so he's like, oh, what's happening? Oh, I thought I heard something. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, dude, I see movement over there. Uh, somebody's over there. Let's get our attention. And they're like, hey, over here, blah, 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 blah. over here. And uh, he's like, oh, they're coming. Here they come, here they come. And they're like, how many? It's like, oh, like nine of them. And George is like, oh, it must be your friends because I only had like seven people with me. <laughs> and Oryx's like, oh, maybe. So here they come. Oh, they're coming. And he's like, oh, George is like, I can't see. Do you see him? Like, what? Is it them? Is your friends? And Oryx's like, uh, no. <laughs> and George is like, uh, who, who is it? And Oryx is like, uh, dude. It's the worms. The end! Well, that was poetic justice. Scape, I have a proposition for you. Okay, let's hear it. You said that you like to sing a lot. Yeah. And I also know that there's a scary moral to the story. Yeah. So, if you sing me a song, a brief one, about what the scary moral is, I will take that recording to the Rock Institute of Rock as your audition. And if you like, I can try to get you in so that you could become a professional rock star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically, is what I'm saying. All right, then. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Scary of a story. Scary of a story. Is going the woods. There's wolves in the woods. That was pretty good. I think you need a little bit of a bridge in there, though. Don't go on the bridge. There's a wolf on the bridge. Not quite what I was going for, but I'll take it. Now, why don't you end it? What do you mean? Well, it just ended on don't go on the bridge. It needs, like, a, a righteous ending. Because going on the bridge is the wrong thing to do. Very lovely. I will cut this together and bring it to the Rock Institute of Rock. Also, I might argue that there's a different moral to the story. No. Don't go in the woods? Or on the bridge. How about don't fight fights when you don't know what they're about? What? They knew, they knew what it was about. It was about the hunting place. The woods. But it wasn't a very good fight and they both died. Because they went in the woods where there's wolves. Duh. All of this should have been prevented by a battle of the bands. Wolves probably would eat bands too. But if you played loud music loud enough, it might have hurt their ears, and then they would have run away. Whatever. Seriously, I think you're better off just getting away from wolves. Alright, fair enough. Because why risk it? What if they have earplugs? Then you can bash them over the head with your guitar. Well, maybe. 
But still, I just think if you've got wolves, you're better off not having the wolves around. I guess that's fair. Good, good. Okay, so basically, um, good song for me, yeah, and that's about it, right? Thank you very much for letting me listen to your story and to get your audition tape. You're welcome. Um, next time on Scapey Stories, maybe something scarier or something where that's not scarier, but it's still just as good, so stay for it. Okay, so you also had a Dr. Rock of the Rock Institute of Rock. What is the deal with that? That is the, like a not a sensible. It is sensible. No, I'm, I'm saying that can't be a coincidence. It can be a coincidence. Well, but it's not a coincidence. There's got to be some sort of connection. There does not have to be some sort of connection. I mean, could you, Escape, can you do me a favor? Can you just program him to at least have an argument behind his contradiction, like rather than just a contradiction? I do not need an argument behind my contradiction. He's got to there, actually. He doesn't need to. He's right. Well, he do, if he wants to argue it and be successful. No, I think he's doing okay. I am doing okay. Yeah, but, oh, to the listener. Rory, you're a third party. Do you think the robot wins or Frank wins? Uh, on the who, I would say uh, the robot, yes, wins. Oh, yeah, of course. Good. Wonderful. You know, this, this is stupid. Ow! No, that's not, why did you have to do that? You said it was stupid. I didn't mean you. You read the podcast, clearly. No, I meant the situation. Ow! No, why did The situation! Ah! I, I, maybe I like the situation. You ever think of that? I like the situation where you get zapped. <laughs> well, that's a lousy situation. It isn't, so... Anyway, it's time for listener mail, and you know what that means. I will sing a little song. Oh, good. You can go back over there and sing. No, no, no. This one I want to sing up close, because I, I don't need to demonstrate three times that part. I'll just sing from here. Well, but you don't even need to demonstrate three times that you can sing. I mean, you've already sung. In fact, you've already sung three times on the show. You don't need to sing again. I don't need to sing again. Why would you even sing a robot? Ow, come on, stop that. No, I get to sing now. Shut up. Ah. I said shut up. I'm not going to shut up if you keep zapping me. I feel you zap me, I yell, ow! <laughs> good robot, good robot. Thank you, Skate. <sighs> now, just sing your stupid song. Okay, this one is dedicated to you, Frank Aaron, okay? Well, Frank, uh, Aaron talks. He gets a prodded with electrical shocks. Uh, and what Frank Aaron squeals, he gets kicked. In the face like this, no robot kick him! Ow! Wow, come on! That is, that really, that really hurts, Kate. Well, it's my podcast, so I can do what I want. Unless you don't want to be on the podcast. No, I want to, I want to be on the podcast, but I don't want to get shocked and kicked. Well, maybe to behave a little better, right, Mr. Roy Sinton? Thank you very much. All right, this is time for the, the email part. Roy, do you want to do this part? Sure, yes, uh, yes. Um, if you write into us at castinwax at gmail.com, we can read your letter on the air. You know, it can be a, a letter to myself, to Scapey, to Frank Allen, any of us. Um, this one, I believe, is mostly uh, towards Frank Allen from his sh show last week. Um, good afternoon, it says. My name is Melanie Lauty, Acting Director of Public Relations for the Organization for Politically Correct Portrayal of Vampiros in the media. We have taken strong objections to comments made on your program in regard to the genocide of Vampiros. As the official spokesperson for the undead, I am compelled to bring these complaints to you. The word kill is insulting to the undead. You cannot kill the undead. This oversimplification of the act of ending the existence of Vampiros as killing is offensive. As superior beings to humans, the idea of using a human term when describing Vampiros is ignorant as they are beyond death. 
We ask that you cease and assist this grotesque display of comparing our masters to their subordinates. Any further incidents will be persecuted within the full extent of the law. Sincerely, Melanie Lauty, Director of Public Relations for the OFTPCTVM. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. They're upset that we said the word kill? When we're talking about the destruction of a vampire. Yes, absolutely. It seems they're very, very unhappy with that. Uh, what about the fact that there was someone on there advocating for their genocide? That was an offensive? Well, I, I, I suppose not. I, perhaps they, they understand that it's only sensible for humans want to want to wipe them out. But just to call that killing them is, 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 is offensive to them. That's ridiculous! That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Vampiros are idiots, clearly. Well, I didn't think you're going to make her, you know, happy with you by saying that. Well, no, look, fine, I won't say we're going to kill them, because we're not. We're going to end their existence. They're dumb. I'm glad their empire falls. Well, it hasn't fallen yet, so you might not want to say that. It's, it has. Look, it's stupid. This whole thing is dumb. Vampiros suck. I hate them. They didn't give me the fame I wanted, so, you know, forget well, it. Well, that's, that's really not a nice way to talk about them, I don't think. I don't care. I don't care. They, they've already struck the first blow at me, so, you know, they can go take a flying leap for all I care. I try to do something good for them, and they just, they shun me. So, there we go. Okay, I guess that's that for the show, then. <laughs> okay, so, uh, thank you for listening. Um, my name is Scapey. I'll be back next week with my show. It's very good, so. And, um, yeah. Okay, bye-bye. On the web one afternoon Found a site that made me swoon It had something for each Harry, Dick, and Tom You can find it in my cache Or http colon slash slash and you'll find quite a lot of wax on that their website. Quite a lot of wax to view. Some people say it wings, but we shall eat their brains and kick them in the crotches too. For everyone should love this wondrous website. Everyone who wants to live. If you don't read all the works, you're a bunch of stupid jerks, and I'll meet you in the shower with my shift. Waxwork should be what you seek The first Monday of each week Or you won't be very pleased with what I'll do Make you swallow powdered glass Pull your intestines out your ass And some other things that seem unpleasant too Cause there is quite a lot of wax on at their website Quite a lot of wax to view Some people say it wings, but we shall eat the brains And kick them in the crotches too For everyone should love this wondrous website Everybody and their mom Don't make me say it again You've got till the count of ten Get your On your next episode of Constant Wax On the big echoes we kill vampiros As far as we know, the vampiros are not draining the innocents from the sailors who bring in the goods. Their innocence drives them to do what they enjoy, which is fishing. Yeah, well, it's fun. They should enjoy it. Okay, Pack, this is a major opportunity. And on debatatorium, they intelligently debate the FCC. Wait, are you just basically saying your argument is that if you're on that side, it, it's right? Pretty much, sir. Yes, yes. I, after all, I do teach at Yale. That's true. 
our guests. Adam's guests and escape story. Or some historical stuff. Which is from Rory. It's all coming your way. On May 11th. To the website. Watchwork.com.